With baseball in full swing and the NBA playoffs off to a hot start, you can make each and every series matter by having a little bit of something-something in the game with MyBookie.ag. Regardless of whether you're betting favorites or underdogs, player prop bets, or just looking to make some cash, MyBookie gives you tons of options to make all your favorite matches a hell of a lot more exciting. And if you're looking to bet for the first time but don't know what to bet on, we're here to help point you in the right direction. For example, say you see an NBA series in which the team that had been favored is suddenly down 0-1. But you know they're the better team. You know they're going to come back. But suddenly, the series price is a whole lot more attractive now that they're down 0-1. Well, go to mybookie.ag, fire in on that one, and make some sweet coin if it comes home. And if it doesn't, guess what? There's more NBA playoffs to come in football after that. Go to mybookie.ag, sign up now, and use promo code ZABE to get your first deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Let them know we sent you. Use our promo code ZABE to get that free deposit bonus and start your day off with a win. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with mybookie. You know, guys, when you get to be our age, finding the motivation to get back in shape can be hard. It's just plain tough to find a routine and to stick with it. Good news. FitBod is a fitness app that is anything but routine. It tailors your workouts to fit your life, your goals, your gear, and even your schedule, so you can avoid burnout. And FitBod helps keep up your momentum by mixing in different exercises, reps, supersets, and circuits. Best yet, FitBod has over 1,000 demonstration videos, so you can learn the right way to do each exercise. It's time to ditch the boring routines and kickstart your fitness journey. Add FitBod to your workout essentials. Join today to get your personalized workout plan. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app for free at fitbod.me slash zabe. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash zabe. Today on the Zabecast, Notorious J-A-Y helps me break down the Kwame Brown versus the world thing going on right now on YouTube. It is a doozy. We also talk NBA playoffs and when exactly his Orioles are not going to suck. It's about time for a good old COVID roundup rodeo. Your bonus, uncensored, sometimes naughty version of me is locked and loaded. So buckle up and let's go. <laughs> Here we go. Wednesday, May 26, 2021, we are hurtling towards Memorial Day weekend, easily one of the most joyous and fun and somber to remember those who gave the ultimate measure for this wonderful country of ours, but to get out there and to yee-haw it. We are going to have ourselves a summer, everybody, and we deserve it. Anyhow, it is Wednesday, May 26, 2021. So let's get right into it. Before I get to Jay, had a thought or two on UFOs. Now, as a kid, I couldn't get enough of these shows that would be on TV about UFOs. I couldn't get enough about UFOs, couldn't get enough about sharks, couldn't get enough about snakes, couldn't get enough about Bigfoot, couldn't get enough about, you know, all the things that excite the mind of a 10-year-old boy. And through the years, UFOs have always 
fascinated me. And when there are good ones, good sightings of, holy shit, what is that? It kind of tickles a little part of your brain of, is it possible? Are they here? The reason UFOs are hot right now is that 60 Minutes did a piece on videos taken by the Navy and other government agencies, mostly military, that have been out there for five years. I mean, I've seen these things. The Tic Tacs, the FLIR, the Gimbal, they're calling these videos. Uh, Now there's triangles that float in the sky. Now you can't just say, well, I don't know what it is, which is what the pilots who sit down for interview after interview and swear to God, I I swear I saw this. I couldn't believe it. I almost didn't want to report it because it would sound like I'm crazy, but this really happened. You can't just say, I don't know what it was. I want everybody who's seen a UFO to be forced to say, okay, if I had to bet $10,000 of my own money, this is what my bet would be. This is what I think it was. And if you think it was an alien visitor, say that. That's fine. If you think, nah, you know what? It was weird, but I'm going to go with, I don't know, an artifact of radar that was not real. Problem is with traditional alien visitors, the kind which you see on Star Trek, you know, that concept of fellow carbon-based, mostly squishy, sort of human, but with weird noses and ears, aliens that travel the galaxies and the universe, the vast universe, doing God knows what, rampaging, pillaging, stealing resources, conquering other civilizations, flying cool ships, making outrageous demands, abducting people, putting probes up places they don't belong. You know, those kind of aliens. The problem with believing in that is that you have to live a long time in order to get from place to place unless you have mastered somehow finding wormholes in the time-space continuum. Because light, which travels really, really fast, takes millions of years just to get to us. And we already know, looking out with our telescopes and whatnots and our our arrays of instruments, we already know there's nothing out there. Because we're looking. We're looking all the time. So I think then, okay, maybe it's not squishy, carbon-based, sort of human, but with weird noses, aliens that are coming to abduct and probe us. But what about their mechanical, super high-tech probes like the Tic Tacs. Okay, they sent Tic Tacs out into the universe where they don't have to worry about humans or they don't have to worry about actual life forms in them, but they're sending back information. They're taking video footage and sending it back. Here's what's here and they're measuring stuff and whatnot. Okay, that's possible in the really stretching it realm of imagination forgetting how they would possibly propel themselves and what they're made of and how durable are they and blah, blah, blah. But then I thought, okay, so we've seen, if we're talking about unmanned, unaliened, I should say, probes, we've spotted maybe, what, two dozen? We've got good video, at least that's come out of two dozen, three dozen. That's out of how many do you think are out there? Because it's not like we got all three dozen that ever we're here, we have to be missing a lot, right? We have to be missing hundreds or thousands that are really good at evading all of our technology and not being spotted. 
And so then if you believe that, if that makes sense to you, you go, well, surely with enough of them flying around, buzzing around, evading our technology, not being seen except for a few times like, oh shit, there's a Navy jet. Look out, evade, evade. Eventually with enough of them, one of them is going to run into a building or crash into a mountain or have a mechanical failure and drop out of the sky or a software glitch and then plunge into the ocean. And then they're going to wash up on shore. Or they might get knocked out of the air by a gust of wind. We would have found one of these things at this point, even if they were unmanned, not of this earth. Hell, even if it's the Chinese with some absolutely crazy high-tech stuff, and I think they're the only civilization that, besides us, the only other, not civilization, the only other country that would have the technology to do it. Even then, if they were like buzzing the coast, San Diego and Virginia and whatever, eventually one of theirs would crap out and we'd find it. It's the same as my Bigfoot theory. How do I know Bigfoot isn't real and doesn't exist? Because we haven't seen one that's been hit by a Ford F-150 yet. That's bleeding and rotting on the side of the road. Or a Bigfoot that fell down a crevasse and got his leg stuck and couldn't get out. And then somebody stumbles upon him. Because you know, if there were Bigfoots, plural out there, one of them would turn up dead as roadkill. Same thing with alien crafts. So my theory is these have to be artifacts of digital surveillance. The FLIR with the forward-looking infrared radar... I know it's sophisticated. I know you can say, well, this doesn't malfunction like this. This was something. It's either a a malfunction or it's something that literally got mistaken for an actual aircraft or something. And it's more benign of an explanation. Where that, when that thing that you caught on FLIR ends up washing up, crashing somewhere, falling to the, to the, out of the sky, it's not even recognized. It's an old Mylar balloon or who knows what, or it's a bird, big bird or something like that. Or it's a passing 737 that makes a triangle-like shape when you're looking at it with a certain kind of night vision. That's my theory. Because until a UFO is captured in broad daylight by by dozens of civilian cell cameras from multiple angles, until that happens, I won't believe anything. And we got enough people with enough phones that never put them goddamn down, and they they would be fi- if a UFO for just five seconds these days appeared somewhere, we'd get good video of it. There was purportedly a UFO at Chicago's O'Hare Airport that appeared right over the runway, and several pilots swore that they saw it. People in the terminal swore that they saw it. I think there might be one bit of very fuzzy camera footage of it, but not a lot because it was conveniently before cell phones and everybody having them with high definition cameras on them. But it's fun to think about. We'll keep our eye somewhere. Art Bell, may he rest in peace. Mr. Overnight radio legend, paranormal to the extreme. Maybe he knows something, but like Scully and Mulder, I want to believe be cool if it was true. I just don't I don't think it adds up. If you think I'm wrong, let me know. If you think I'm right, 
let me know. I'll I'll talk UFOs all day, every day, with somebody who wants to. Not, not, Meantime, let's talk to Notorious J A Y. Wow, right right on the downbeat. You know, right on the downbeat. I'm trying to make up for all the times in which I was late. You said six. <laughs> I'm here is, at six. At six, yeah. Woo, eight boy. Eight, it, is, eight is too late for you. It is summertime, Jayco. Here comes summer. As we like to say, let's go have ourselves a summer, shall we? NBA playoffs have begun. They're already crazy. I'm so loving it right now. Controversy, fighting, flopping, you name it. Hockey's going on, even though the caps are out. Baseball's in full swing. It's good stuff, man. (laughs) I mean, not really. As an an Orioles fan, not really. Well, okay, not really. You have a no-hitter this year. Hey, how about that, right? I was going to say, I sent out a tweet, like, last week, and I was and I said, the GM for the Orioles has to let me know when we're going to, Mike Elias is his name, yeah. when we're going to stop sucking ass. Right. Getting a, right. Give me a, give me a, a, a date <laughs> on when we can be good. Because this team, I mean, they, 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 in the words of a Bull Dorm, this is a very simple game. You throw the ball, you hit the ball, you catch the ball. You so got they it. can't do any of these. They can't do any of this. Well, and I mean, at some point, the uh, multi-year rebuilding plan with cheap players not yet arbitration eligible has to get traction, and you have to have that short two- or maybe three-year window like the Marlins or the Royals in which you got a shot, right? Just give me a a time. I mean, (laughs) where is the light at the end of this goddamn tunnel? Yeah, it's it's awfully tough, even though you got a no-hitter. But, hey, how about that? Everybody's got a no-hitter so far. Isn't it weird, Jay, and you love baseball and you played baseball, uh, that no-hitters, once revered, have become so common. They're, they're, They're now being described as sort of a harbinger of where the game has gone wrong. Because nobody's trying to put the ball in play anymore. Thank you. I had an argument with a friend of mine via social media, and he was saying that the umpires and the strike zone were the cause. And I was like, no, 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 no. no. Oh, no, 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 mon frere. It is everybody trying to do this launch angle. Yeah. And no, like with two strikes, we were taught, and one account will tell you this, shorten up your swing Maybe put, get your hands up a little bit on the bat to get a little more control and put it in play. Nope. These guys just rip and just try to rip and hit it for the seats. I don't care if I strike out. It's no big deal. I right. hit a home run. It's like the three. It's like basketball. Nobody has a mid-range game. It's either three-point or a bust. Yeah, and that's the thing about baseball. It's become – baseball has been hacked as a game. They've figured yes, out – by the nerds. By the nerds. By yes. the nerds and also by the players. But – the athletes are better. See, like, this is something that is undeniable in all sports. The athletes playing the sports now are better and more focused than the athletes of yesteryear. There's more Very money true. in it. They're specializing at an earlier age. They're working out. They've got better equipment to analyze what they're doing and uh, technology. So, of course, they're going to get better. And so the games that used to be these fun games, like, hey, this works, you know, a a 96-foot-long hardwood court and two hoops 10 feet high, 
and you do this and you do that, and we got a game and it's interesting, there's strategy, it's being completely blown apart by seven-footers that can shoot 25-foot threes. Have you seen the the number one uh, high school recruit? I think he's going to Gonzaga. No. His name is Chet something. Okay. He is, he's seven foot, about 120, and they just marvel at him because, oh, wow, look, he can handle Chet the ball. Chet Holmgren. That's him, yes. Chet yes. Holmgren. That would not be the son of Mike Holmgren, no, would I, it? No, I, I don't think so. I don't okay. think so. I just think it's coincidence. But if you look look at his body, seven foot and maybe like I said, one twenty five. Oh, he's but, a he's a weirdster. Yeah, oh my but he's, god. We don't wait. But he's big hair as like the unicorn, the next unicorn. And I, <laughs> I saw him earlier this season. I was like, I'm not impressed at all. Yeah. Yo, yeah. He might he be can, though. He can yeah. shoot threes. Hey, he's I ahead of that, he's but. ahead of Jaden Hardy. And Paolo Banchero, <laughs> Patrick okay. Baldwin Jr., Jabari Smith, Hunter Salas, A.J. Griffin. I have no idea yeah, who any of these players are. Yeah. Oh, my God. And look at him. And his head and his eyes look all weird. He looks like some kind of Chernobyl baby. Holy shit. Oh, oh my God. Okay. Uh, what? Oh, what? Oh, 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 the bad guy. Just, Seven foot, 125, and an upside-down triangle for a head, and I'm the bad guy. <laughs> I wasn't commenting on looks or head size. I just said he's seven foot and skinny as hell. <laughs> he really is. And is he a white kid? I yeah. guess he is. Yep, he is. Wow. Unbelievable. Well, hey, seven foot one ninety. He's listed as one. He's not. He's not one ninety. That is pushing it. Oh my god. Yeah, I guess I'd be if I was a WNBA coach and he was on the opposing team, I'd be suspended for making body comments. How, how about that? How one? about that, that story? So, I said yesterday on the podcast, I said, "Look, I understand why he got whacked, but what if he had said she's two ninety? Would that have been worthy of a suspension? She's 245, this woman of the WNBA. What's her name again? Liz Cambage. Yes, and big, big girl, but athletically big. Though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, great uh, facial structure, beautiful. I hope I'm not committing a hate crime uh, by saying that she's yeah. beautiful. <laughs> well, the Me Too generation will right. kill you for saying that. <laughs> right, but she's she's big. She's six foot, what, eight? She's like 6'8", 245, listed. Yes, yes. This coach is screaming at the refs, saying she's committing offensive fouls, going, she's 300 pounds, and she heard it and didn't like the three bills thing. And so I'm just wondering, what's the cutoff, Jay? Is it 290? What if he had said... I think it's 300. She's she's 200. (laughs) Would would he have gotten suspended for that? Well, if, if he had said 200, it would have been 45 pounds light. But I think the 300 was the thing that hurt her. That's so weird. 300 is like the cutoff line for, you're a fat fuck. 300 pounds. She's a tad angry. You should should go back and... Oh, yeah. She had a a thing with with Lauren Jackson. Uh, She didn't want to be... Well, she got angry with the Australian Olympic Committee because they had these ads for, I think it was underwear... And they had all these, you know, Australian Olympians like from fencing and oh, swimming, and yeah. they, had a, 
and she wasn't on it. And she said, well, we're being whitewashed. And I was like, oh, wow. boy. Oh, yeah. boy. Yeah. Yeah, there she is. Here she is uh, addressing the whole incident. But something went down uh, in today's game, and I need to speak on it because if— She's an Aussie? She, her, I think her father is from here, and her mother is Australian. Okay. The Ben, the ben Simmons factor. Okay. Yeah, yeah, there you are. Right, exactly. You sound like you're from London. You sound like you're from London. You sound like you're from London. You know what that, you know what the movie is from? What that bite is I from? I do not know. Yeah. Uh, from um, the Russell Brand, uh, Jason Segel, Hawaii movie. Mm. Not, not get into the Greek, no. No, no, can't remember it. Uh, I'll, I'll look it up, but yeah. They, they were in Hawaii. There was like a, a love triangle going on. Uh, ah, it's killing me. But yeah, you sound well, like you're from London. I'm making a point never to watch anything Russell Brand, so. Really? Not you sound funny like you're at from all. London. <laughs> People are screaming at their uh, cars right now going, I can't believe you didn't get that movie right. I'll get it in just a second. <laughs> Here's Liz Cambridge from Australia about the incident. There's one thing about me is that I will never let a man disrespect me. Ever! Ever, ever, especially a little white one. So to the coach of Connecticut, I'm sorry, little sir man, I do not know your name. Um, but the next time you try to call out a referee, um, you know, trying to get a call being like, come on, she's 300 pounds. I'm gonna need you to get right, baby, cause I'm 6'8". I'm weighing, I just double checked, I, cause I love to be correct and get facts. I'm weighing 235 pounds and I'm, I'm very proud she is, by the way, hot. I, you know, could, she's could I, yes, she is. Yes. Could I handle a woman that big? <laughs> could, I'm a little bit. Fr- Jay, could you I'm, handle a woman that big? I, as the like, like the Fifty Cent album, I would die trying. <laughs> I would die trying. Yeah. No, she's I'm sending she, you a. I'm she's sending quite, you a quite beautiful. But yeah, I'm sending you a picture of her on vacation right now as we speak. And okay. you should have it now. Okay, let me check my phone. By the way, the movie is called Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Marshall. Okay. You, actually, so you did see that one. I you sound like you're from London. Yeah, you sound like you're from London. Wiggy, wiggy, come quick. <laughs> All right, let's see. Checking my phone here, which is, by the way, now at 2%. I have to. Oh, my God. This is such a nightmare. Oh, yeah. She is. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Is that her girlfriend? Is she? I. I, I Which way does she swing? Checking. Not that, not that I, I did some checking about her, but, but I think she was she was once dating a Aussie rules football star. Oh, well, all yeah. right, then. All yeah. right, then. So anyway, um, yeah, I, I just wonder if he had said, hey, come on, you got to call that that, you know, she's a tank. What if he had called her a tank would that have oh, been he, offensive he would have been he wouldn't but he would have been fired also really okay what if he had said she's a load fired again what if he had said she's really really big not fired for that okay there you go yeah boy you gotta really dance around things you know i mean she's a just you got a scale of to what you just said to I miss calling those players nappy-headed hoes. Yeah. So you got to go somewhere in between that. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, so be it. Uh, let's uh, get into the NBA playoffs. Off to a fantastic start. LeBron is flopping like he usually does. Last night, Trevor Ariza 
did a push-up uh, on yeah. Giannis's chest as the two Not of them crashed to the ground. I think one of his hands, Jay, was actually on yeah. his junk. I think he did hit him in the nutsack, yes. A, a Which, junk yeah. push-up. Yeah, that that wasn't – because, I mean, the foul was – It was a light foul. A did yeah. they give him a flagrant? Yeah. They did give but him a flagrant, but it was a flagrant one for the whole episode, which included the forceful push-up on his chest and or nuts. But the foul was very soft. In fact, Giannis scored on the layup anyway, and he tried to hold him up and gently bring him to the ground. We're a long way from Kurt Rambis and oh, uh, you know Kevin, Kevin McHale. McHale knocking yeah. each other out of the sky like airplanes with anti-aircraft missiles. The good or, old days. Or Robert Parrish literally punching... <laughs> punching Bill Laimbeer yes. and didn't get a foul or ejected. Isn't that great? I love. It'd yeah. be like a full-on fight in the NBA, and there'd only like be to see here. there'd only be two referees too. There wouldn't even be three refs, and the two <laughs> right. referees would get in there and go, "Hey, hey, come on, come on, hey, Doctor J, please unclench Larry Bird's neck." From your giant hands, please. <laughs> and let's play some basketball here, okay? All right, we're good. Oh, my God. What what we wouldn't give to bring back the classic NBA, right? Uh, yes and no. I Well, the the physical and the physicality I would love to see again, but right. I, watched, I watched a uh, game, the Sixers and the Wizards. Uh, Portland Trip. Oh. Portland Trail Blazers. Okay. You no, know, on YouTube for like twenty minutes. It was uh nineteen seventy seven. The got, finals. You're too far back. That basketball it, is it, shit. It was the worst basketball I've ever seen in my life. It was it was dribble, 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 shoot, dribble, 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 throw it into the center, dribble, 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 shoot. It it looked like it was played in a phone book. <laughs> and phone book. Phone booth, excuse yeah. me. He, it even, was it was terrible. Even the Lakers. Celtics games of the mid-80s were, compared to today's game, ponderous at best. I mean, you're talking Magic would sit there and dribble the air out of the ball with his ass to the basket on the wing. Yes, yes. Dribble, dribble, dribble. He would then get an angle, and he would bounce pass it into Kareem. Kareem would put it over his head. He'd pivot. He'd look to pass. If he thought he could get his sky hook off, he'd do it. If not, he'd throw it back to Magic. Who would then who would, dribble, 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 and try to get and, a better angle for an entry pass? Right, Kareem would repost, and he'd give it to him again. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. And, and there was, sure, of course, there's highlights we see of the fast break Lakers and Magic Johnson doing his thing and no look passes. Guess what, kids? That wasn't the whole game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now you're saying this, people are like. Oh, that's sacrilegious. It's true. No. It's true. It's just straight up truth. By the way, about Giannis, I am actually quite impressed at how he keeps his cool because most guys, after being taken down like that and having somebody do a push-up, well, yeah, and get up and be like, hold me back. Like, Giannis never gets mad, it seems. It seems like he goes into funny guy mode, which only pisses off the opponents even more because he just doesn't let it get to him. Well, he's Greek. That's that's the thing. Well, he is Greek, but he's a he's a hell of a character, and man, what a superstar he is! So, wait, wait a minute. Since since your team Milwaukee and Wisconsin, yeah, where did where does he rank on the Rushmore of beloved athletes from that town? I is mean, he, he's he's, he's, he's ahead of Rogers. Ahead. He's ahead of Rogers oh, no. oh. now. I'll tell you that much. 
Oh, okay. I was going to say, is he ahead of Rodgers and and um, uh, behind Christian Yelich? Yelich is, is where... has been hurt. He had a terrible pandemic season, and so yeah, his the shine on Yelich has gone off big time. They still like him, obviously. He's a great player, but his back's all jacked up. He had, just had his first home run of the year, and you know he had a bad summer last year. So. It's not like they don't like him. It's just he he's not been very good. Rogers, the, you gotta you gotta hear some of the opinions on Rogers, Jay. It's just staggering. People saying, "I'm tired of this diva." Fine, see you later. Okay, wait until you lose for ten years because you have no quarterback. I know, and then you will be relishing the time that know. you had a a rod. I know. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. And I said this, I've said this over and over again. I'm in a minority opinion. Minority meaning about 40 to 45%. I think, and I'm not sure exactly, but I think the, the sentiment is at best 50-50. Pro Rogers and I'm tired of this crap, Rogers. Because, you know, the state is a very working class, blue collar state, you know. It's farmers and, and, and regular people and truck drivers and the ethos of the Packers is not to put up with a guy who's Hollywood diva. Well, again, <laughs> again, right? keep, keep, keep pitching and wait until you have Jordan Love for three years who you go, right. we drafted this guy number one. If, yeah. if Jordan Love is Mitch Trubisky, oh, God help you. Oh. That's going to be glorious. And and there's at least a 50-50 chance. He was not a very high-rated prospect. Late first round, he's a bit of a flyer by Gutekunst and company, you know? There is they could no got, guarantees. They could have gotten Jordan Love in the third round. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. But they moved up to get him, and they really think he can play as the future. Who knows about that? All right. Uh, there's a Mike Tyson special tonight. Can't and, wait. Okay. What do you know about this thing? How much it's multi-part, right? They say it's akin to uh the last dance. Yes. It's that gripping. I, I literally can't wait because there was a clip for the uh trailer and somebody said they were the three most powerful people in nineteen eighty nine, or I think it was Michael yes, Jordan, Michaels. Michael Jackson. The three Michaels. Yeah. Mike Tyson, Michael Jordan. True. Yeah, yeah. Yes. God. Those were the days, huh? We, and we can't, if you're under the age of 35. You don't know. I can't describe to you what it was, what like. It was like watching a Mike Tyson fight on HBO. I can't, oh, yes. I, I, I can't, I can't tell you the anticipation because. He was this unstoppable force. force yeah. And he, when, when you're like, again, if you're under 35, you don't realize that. At one time, the heavyweight boxing champion was considered the baddest man on the planet. Right. Well, nobody really was scared of Larry Holmes. But but I'm saying, but he was considered the baddest man on the planet, and he lived up to, there was an aura, there was, it was just, I I can't even explain, you know, what you felt when you watched the fight, because you know it wasn't going to go more than four rounds. Did MMA even exist? Back then, no. Well, yes, it did. It was, and it was terrible because uh, they would have, they had like 19, 19 belts on one card, and it was usually this one family called the Gracie family, and they were their jujitsu experts, and it would be an hour of them lying on their back trying to get this one hold, and it was horrible. And it wasn't until 
uh, Dana White came in and cleaned all that crap up. Early MMA was terrible. Huh. People are people are calling me. No, you're wrong. You're wrong. You no, know, it was a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah, like like uh, like Tank Abbott guys, you know, who weren't really great technical fighters in there. It was it was a piece U- of shit. UFC one was 1993. UFC oh, wow. one. Okay. But but you're but still. Was- you're still talking about, you know, it was still a very nascent sport that didn't have hardly any following except for hardcore guys. Yes, yes. Yeah. And, yeah, or people like me just wanted to see violence. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Have you been following the Kwame, Kwame Brown Chronicles? What do you think? That's all we talk about lately. Well, we talked, we talked on the phone off the air. We have not talked on the podcast yet. And I'm it's not- been going on even further. Kwame Brown has been on YouTube ripping everyone and anyone who comes at him, sort of like this one man versus the world verbal cage match, and Stephen A. Smith caught this bit of flack. Go. Oh, I had a dream that I was going to wake up one day and put my foot in Stephen A.'s ass. <laughs> and God damn it, that day is here. <laughs> Woo! You want dumb some bitch, Stephen A. You, you dumb You been talking about my mama's son for 12 motherfucking, almost 20 years. Got over 10 million views over what your white daddy told you and you didn't even see yourself. Boy, you can't make this up. I told you, these punk ass, no skilled some bitches that have a hate and a disdain for athletes because he never made it. He wanted them never made it ass impotent some bitches that stayed close to the game with a hatred that he didn't never make the game. So you talk about people with that vicious tongue purporting your shortcomings on them, sir. You need counseling and a toupee. Woo! <laughs> now he is seventy percent right. Okay, there are a lot. You and I both believe there are a lot of sports writers, radio hosts who thirty percent of what they do is their jealousy and hatred for athletes. I, I really you believe, believe that? I I I really believe because I well, I've seen it. Okay, I've seen it. Yeah. Who, who would fall but, in that category, in your opinion? There's a couple guys here in Baltimore. Nobody would know. Nobody know who would know I'm talking about. How about national guys? Uh, Skip Bayless is Stephen oh, A. in the Haterade Club. I don't think Stephen A. Because Stephen A. played college basketball. So at I can't where? Um, so, um, North uh, Carolina Clarence. Tech or something? No, no. Uh, wait a minute. Um, he played for Clarence Big House Gaines. And why can't I remember? Is it, it? Um, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Winston-Salem State, a oh, okay. renowned HBCU. Right. Okay. Okay. Right. So there's that at least. So, so Kwame's been on this rant, you know, because it started with a podcast. Which I listened to. Okay. Did you, did you listen to that? Yeah. I've not to listened to the, the original episode. podcast. I've been listening to Kwame's YouTube rants, which are highly fascinating to me. Am I wrong in saying that he's got a pretty good improv disc game where he's not reading off a script and he's just – riffing and dissing for 20, 30, 40 minutes or more at a time? Everybody's been saying they need to hear, they need to have a Kwame Brown pod- podcast Ooh. where they just put a microphone in front of him and let him go because 
he is kind of brilliant. And again, I was in the Wizards locker room on maybe 30, 20 to 30 occasions. I never heard him utter a word. The only person who he would converse with was, was Rachel Alexander, who we now know as Rachel Nichols. Wow. I, I, I would see them talking, but I wouldn't see him talking. I didn't, I didn't even know what he sounded like until the video last week. I was I, like, huh, that's what he sounds like. And he's, he is all country and all fire country, and brimstone. Country and, with a K. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it started with the Gilbert Arenas podcast with who else does he do it with? Matt Barnes. It's, no, no, it was no, it was oh, it's it's the Matt, Matt Barnes. Barnes. And well, here's here's how it went because I listened to it like five days ago. So uh, Matt Barnes and um, um, uh, Stephen Jackson. It's uh, uh, all about the smoke. Right, so all the smoke. They, all the smoke. I'm sorry. And they had Gilbert on there, and they were talking about Gilbert's career. And one of them was like, "And then you had your time in Washington." And he started to giggle. And Stephen Jackson goes, "Well, you know, you had the number, the greatest number one pick of all time." And they, and we knew who was talking about Kwame. They just started laughing and giggling like little schoolgirls. And uh, Gilbert said, "Well, it wasn't all Kwame's fault, even though he had small hands and things like that." And they, and and Stephen Jackson just went on and on, you know, poking fun at Kwame. Right. And after that, Kwame. And then, and then Kwame spawned out of the where is he now file because nobody really heard from him. He's apparently in North Carolina. He's apparently got a farming business doing well with it, owns stuff, works tractors, works the land, is proud of it. And he pops up and just starts going nuclear on YouTube saying, how dare you diss a man making an honest living and a guy who at least made the league and at least was in the league for 12 years. And I looked at his numbers. He has the same numbers as Tyson Chandler. No way. His is like 10 and 9. And yeah, it was his numbers are not off that that far off from Tyson Chandler. Wow. But Tyson now, Chandler was not considered was, a bust. With no, and got more money, one, right? Number, but and was Tyson Tyson Chandler was not number one, number one. No. No, not at all. Okay. In fact, he was a, the, a later first round. He was also a high school, high school pros yeah. guy. Yeah, and that's why Kwame gets all right. Here's because he was number one, number one. Well, all right, Kwame's career is six point six and five point five. So six and a half, five and a half points and rebounds. Tyson Chandler, uh, he did go fourth. Oh wait a minute, hold on. Did he go fourth when he, overall? When Tyson Chandler like ten. And 10 no. or something like that? Hold on. Uh, he was, Tyson Chandler was the second pick overall. Uh, Chandler's numbers, career, eight and nine. Oh, like I said, yeah, I, I wasn't so far off. Yeah. Not eight and nine versus six and a half, five and a half. You know, you're not talking a huge difference there. Yeah, it's, it is. And again, Tyson Chandler's from, from California. He was supposed to be this new thing. And he was like a rim protector. Like Nerland's Noel. Uh, yeah. Oh, Nerland's Noel. <laughs> you know. By the way, the Jab- fu- Jabari Parker. Get Those this. Are, yeah. You know what Kwame Brown made in his career? $65 million. That, yeah, close. 63992 You know what Tyson Chandler made in his career? 130 189 ah, I took a flyer on that one. I was close. Dollars. Yeah, circle gets wow. the square. Okay. So... 
Is Kwame done ripping people? No, because if anybody, he got Jamel Hill. Because <laughs> she, she piped up and tried to be cute, and he roasted her. Uh, he, he roasted the people on The Breakfast Club so much so Oh, yes. Charlemagne the God had to apologize because he didn't want to get God, roasted anymore. Right. He sent a cease and desist letter to Kwame's attorneys. And Kwame's like, fuck that. Yes. <laughs> the only person who didn't get caught in the crossfire was Jalen Rose, who, if you remember, spoke up for Kwame with Stephen A. and Skip Bayless. But but nobody's got it like Matt Barnes. Matt Barnes. Oh, Jesus. What he, and, and, and I don't know if you've listened to all of it. Remember I talked about the dark-skinned, light-skinned wars? It's that the word, original rivalry, as you say, that, unfortunately, right. amongst your people. And yeah, and, and Kwame gives it to Matt Barnes, calling him a yeah. light-skinned mulatto and a bunch of other shit. And he, he's basically Becky calling... good hair. Be- <laughs> that, was, that was so disrespectful and funny. I just... Uh, and, and then and then he's ripping, you know, Stephen Jackson for being like effeminate and wearing all these, you know, very frissy clothes and whatnot, which I didn't know that that was Stephen Jackson's vibe. So, yeah, Jackson has been getting the brunt of it as well. I get worried, Jay, that sometime they're going to meet each other and someone's going to really get hurt. Am I making too much of it? No, because I have said it before, I think. Two guys you don't want to f with are yeah Barnes and, and Stephen Jackson. Do you, were you there? Yes, you were at nine eighty. I remember Coach Thompson interviewing him, and Coach Thompson said these words: "I think you're a thug, to oh. Stephen Jackson." Oh and he, shit! And he took now. What is Stephen Jackson going to say to Coach Thompson? Nothing. But but <laughs> what did he, he say? He said. He said, come on, coach, I'm not that bad. Oh, yeah, coach let him have it. Oh, my God. Well, yeah. you know, uh, Matt Barnes got into oh. it with Derek Fisher. At his house. Because yeah. his ex-wife, uh, Fisher's, w- Fisher was dating uh, Barnes's ex-wife, Gloria. And Gloria for- forgot yes. to sort of mention to, you know, uh, Matt Barnes, hey, I'm now seeing Gloria, which I guess you got to let him know somehow. I don't know. How, is there a card for that at Hallmark? I don't know. <laughs> and, and and Matt Barnes drove like yeah. 90 miles. Yeah, he drove all the way up to Santa Barbara and like confronted him and yeah. dotted him in the eye. <laughs> I mean, oh, but that, that, is, that is kind of a don't do it. You don't date. Somebody you know, yeah, you know, you don't date their girlfriend yeah, that, or wife. There's a, there's so many other fish out there, you know, so many yeah. other hot fish. You just you just it's like, like yeah, come on. It's like hitting a hitting a three zero pitch for a home run in oh. baseball or what else? It's <laughs> How about that? Roll. Oh, so so stupid. So That's dumbest. Do you think Yasmin Mercedes was wrong last week in no. doing that? Okay. No, if you're going to put in a pitcher who can only throw sixty, I am going. To uh, all, to all baseball, to all baseball players who are listening or will listen to this, who hate giving up, you know, guys who who prance around after they give up a home run. Here's how you remedy that: don't, don't give up yeah. 450 foot bombs. Right. It's just that easy. Yeah. And and what doing it on three one is better? Uh, I. Is that acceptable? Do you have to let the count run to 3-2 to make it fair? By the way, it was a 47-mile-an-hour pitch. 
<laughs> so okay. it was basically an EFAS pitch. Don't forget earlier this year, Rizzo struck out, or was he on the mound, or was he at the plate? I forget. Anthony Rizzo ended up he pitching. Was a, he, he, he pitched, yeah. yeah. And, he, and he struck out somebody who's a good hitter for the Braves, I think. And they, About they, six years ago, Chris Davis struck out uh, – oh, my God, he's playing for the Red Sox, their first pick. He struck out like two players in a game that the Orioles had to win. In Boston, it went like 16 innings. Chris right. Davis struck out like three people or two people in that yeah. game. Now it's uh, it's time to abolish all the unwritten rules. It's time to let guys pimp it, style it, flip it, have fun, bring some spice into baseball, and uh, get with the times. Yeah. If you don't want them to do anything celebratory, don't give up. Don't strike out. Don't right. give up bomb home runs. Yeah, right. it's, it's not hard to do. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With baseball in full swing and the NBA playoffs off to a hot start, you can make each and every series matter by having a little bit of something-something in the game with MyBookie.ag. Regardless of whether you're betting favorites or underdogs, player prop bets, or just looking to make some cash, MyBookie gives you tons of options to make all your favorite matches a hell of a lot more exciting. And if you're looking to bet for the first time but don't know what to bet on, we're here to help point you in the right direction. For example, say you see an NBA series in which the team that had been favored is suddenly down 0-1. But you know they're the better team. You know they're going to come back. But suddenly, the series price is a whole lot more attractive now that they're down 0-1. Well, go to mybookie.ag, fire in on that one, and make some sweet coin if it comes home. And if it doesn't, guess what? There's more NBA playoffs to come in football after that. Go to mybookie.ag, sign up now, and use promo code ZABE to get your first deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Let them know we sent you. Use our promo code ZABE to get that free deposit bonus and start your day off with a win. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Changing gears to Hollywood, how's Demi Lovato doing for you? Not only did she change her pronouns to they and them, she cut her hair. And now she is saying complimenting people for their weight loss is harmful and wrong. Demi Lovato. I can't, I can't say any – I'll be canceled for saying how I'm sick of all of this, Demi Lovato. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, good for her on the pronouns. And I sort of get where she's – I, I sort of get where she's coming from on the weight loss thing, but – at some point, you got to go, hey, Demi, 
Whatever happened to cool for the summer? And what's wrong with being confident? More of that. I mean, that's what that's when she was in her prime. I mean, look at Adele. Yeah. I mean, have you, have you, Adele is smoking hot. Right? Since, since she lost all... Am I not allowed to say that now? Uh, you shouldn't not no, be allowed uh, to say it. And I mean, you know... It's just, by the way, it, it, this video, she is so... She's perfection in this video. Demi Lovato, cool for the summer. You know, of course, the song is all about, hey, let's just fool around this summer, you know? Don't have to be serious. Well, she can't say that now. 2015, by the way. This is several near drug overdoses ago, so poor Demi has been through it. Anyway, I don't know. And I think the hair is also a problem, but, you know, it's her hair. I'm the one I mean, to talk, it's, right? It's, you know, every... Did you see the... And, and oh, I'm going to get roasted for this one. The picture of Ellen Page, who now goes by oh. Elliot Page. Oh, I did indeed. And, man, oh, man, she has got to be taking some serious HGH. Because she is ripped. Like, yeah. guy ripped. I'm talking... You know, pecs, six-pack abs. I mean, I think she, she looks great for a guy. If but that's what about, she's going for, she looks great for a guy. In three years, she's going to say, I'm sorry, not she. He, he. Sorry, sorry, is going to say, oh, I can't get work in Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. Because no. you're a guy I now. No, you're just, you're not, just an average guy. You used to be. a little pixie. I right. know. I know. I'm you're no just... longer, you're not Juno anymore. So we have no roles for you. But then they will say that they, she's being, discri- sorry, he's being discriminated against because right. he's transgender now. And I'm waiting for that day, which is not going to, which is going to come very soon. And I almost made this guy my shocking counterintuitive fuck that guy for the week. But did you see Guy Fieri's new deal with the Food Network for doing diners? drive-ins and dives no 80 million dollars new five-year deal worth every penny totally likable good show easy mindless entertainment but i'm just thinking to myself he's got the perfect job in the world tons of money he's a celebrity that everybody likes so he'll never have to pay for any meal and he eats food as his job. Delicious food, too. Not like healthy food, either. Yeah, man. But you but you could go together. What was the guy who had um, that show where man versus food? Adam Adam Richmond? Is that his name? Uh, yes. I think he got canceled for saying something. Well, he had to, like, well, he, he had to stop doing all that because it was, like, hazardous yeah. help. Yeah, yeah, Adam Richmond, yeah. Uh, abusive comments during an argument on Instagram. Adam See, Richmond. Holy can't, can't, shit. Can't do that. Can't do that. To think to think that he lost a lucrative TV show over fucking Instagram. Wow. Now, I saw him recently. There's a show on A&E or Bravo. It's called The Food That uh, Built America. And they talk about like how McDonald's got started or how... Hershey's and he's like one of the people that they it, it's 
it's like a twenty a thirty for thirty. Right. And they have him, and he'll you know tell a story about somebody like that. I was like, right. that's what that's what it's come to now. Here, you're on this. Here, wow. get this. Oh, look at the details of this. The furor began when Richmond posted an Instagram photo with the caption, had ordered this suit from Seville Row over a year ago. Think I'm going to need to take it in a little bit. Added the hashtag Thinspiration. All right. One Instagram user criticized him for using the tag, saying it, quote, glorifies negative media self-imagery that begin that being thin is better as opposed to being any other body style. Richmond responded by writing, Dilligaff. Does it look like I give a fuck? Uh, to, and to all those, okay, what that, that person, have you noticed all the, the people who were once heavy now lose weight? Jonah Hill, Rebel Wilson. Right. They all have, so why are they doing it? Because they know they're not going to work that much yeah. if you are morbidly obese. He Sorry. Then, it's, he then went on to say, oh, eat a bag of shit, dummy. No apology is coming. If it inspires someone to attain a healthy, thinner body, then that's what it was meant to do. Only fuck up, it seems, was your dad's choice to go without a condom. Grab a okay. razor blade and draw a bath. I doubt anyone will miss you. Okay, see, he went too far on that one. <laughs> But he, he went. Okay, he he jumped in the water. Right? He went to the edge, and I was like, "Oh, that's funny." The razor blade thing, like, like that's what Chrissy Teigen. That's why she's about to be canceled. Okay, so I don't. What did Chrissy Teigen do that got her in so, trouble? So she was. Uh, remember Courtney Stodden, the blonde who was an attention whore. Do you remember mm, her? No. Okay, so I'll I'm look talking, her up look, though. Look, yeah, yeah. So look up Courtney Stodden. So. Uh, years ago, she had a, a, uh, I think it was Instagram again, and she was bitching about something and, and Christy Teigen DM'd her and said something like, you should, you should, uh, swallow bleach. Oh my God. DM'd her. Yeah. So yeah. it wasn't even a public ripping. It was a private yes. ripping that yeah. she then kept the receipt for eggs and brought it out and get, by the way, Christy Teigen. I'm going to say two things that made me not that cute. No. And not talented. I, I don't. No. I, I was looking at her and go, she looks like kind she's of a na- muppet. She's na- She's nasty too, you know? She's oh, she's mean. mean. She's, yeah, she's mean, a mean as girl. a snake. Yeah. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, Courtney Stodden has boobs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they are something else, I don't know what, I don't else, know what she, and Ooh. she also, by the way, she also is, is uh, now going by a pronoun. Oh, okay. Which one? I don't know. Like, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I can't keep up. <laughs> did you see the Bryson DeChambeau Brooks Kepka exchange? No, I did. I didn't watch one second of the PGA Championship, and I I felt bad for that. But it was too much basketball on. That's so. fine. Basically, uh, Kepka, who hates uh, DeChambeau with a burning passion, said. He was doing a stand-up interview with Todd Lewis of the Golf Channel that was being taped. And DeChambeau was nearby giving another interview, and he overheard him say something that he thought was dumb. So he rolled his eyes in the most nuclear eye roll possible and then stopped mid-sentence and said, I'm sorry, let's take this over. I can't remember my train of thought after hearing that bullshit. As DeChambeau (laughs) walks behind him, Kepka then says, you know what? I don't even care. Because Lewis was laughing, saying, yeah, the guys in the TV truck are going to love this. It got out, Jay. It's oh. now being scrubbed from the internet. Get that off the internet. That is 
Oh, I do like I do like Kepka. Okay, here's the thing though. Why does he care so much about DeChambeau? Doesn't that lower him to DeChambeau's level, basically? Shouldn't he be more along the lines of, whatever, he's got one major, I've got four, so yeah, great. It's sort of like the Tiger Woods and Phil thing. Why did Tiger care about Phil? He was kicking his ass, but he made fun of him at every turn. I, I guess it's just fun. Yeah, I guess so. Of course, they're 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 more friendly now. And look, what, oh, yeah. what Phil did, here's the thing about Phil. He's no doubt he is the Avis to Tiger's Hurts. I liken Tiger <laughs> Burger, to... Burger King to, to right. Burger King to Tiger's McDonald's. I liken Tiger to Brady, and I liken Phil to Manning. Seven to two in terms of Super Bowls, 15 to seven in terms of majors when it comes to Tiger and Phil. But here's the thing that Phil has. Phil won. He's the last player to win a tour event as a college student. That was back in 1990, I think, in the Tucson Open. And he's now the oldest guy to win a major. That's pretty impressive bookends to a career, don't you think? I was going to say, was Phil is more likable to the everyman. Yes, like yes. in New York, what's the course in New York that like Phil basically owns? Like they love oh, Beth Page. Yes, Beth Page. Yes. Yeah, he's he's like the mayor of Beth Page. Yeah. Okay. All right. Somebody wanted me to ask you about Little Nas X before we get to fuck that guy. He was on SNL for the season I, finale. I am not going to make any no no because I'll get in trouble. Just not nope. your thing. Okay. No, I no no I'm not going to say anything because if I say that he sucks, I'll get. You get you know, roasted. Oh, you don't like you don't like him because he's gay. No, oh, it's not because he's gay. Because he sucks. Right. Yeah, well, that's fine. You made you made your disclaimer there. Yeah. 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 So, nothing yeah. wrong with that. N- not my cup of tea. But I'm not 15. So <laughs> right. Not his hip hop is not made for me. Yeah. Okay. All right. Are we ready for a rousing rendition once again of FTG? Yes. All right. Let's get her done here. Put a bow on it, everybody. Stand by. Here we go. I'm not a good guy. I'm the guy. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. All right, Jay, who do you got this week? I was listening to a podcast about a week and a half ago when they had Theo Epstein, who is in, he's has some job with the MLB office. And he was talking about how they're making all these changes. Do you know they are talking about moving the mound back? Yes. Yes. Yes, they are. I, <laughs> I, I, I just literally lost my mind when I heard that. <laughs> making making the ball heavier. I'm like, what? Oh, my this is just God. This stupidest stuff. By the way, Phil Epstein, I'm going to say a little bit overrated. Uh when you have a budget of nine hundred gazillion dollars and you can buy the best players, that money ball thing looks a little bit different than what the Kansas City Royals do. But to Theo Epstein and your stupid ideas, I'm going to say, fuck that guy. All right, I could give one to Julio Jones, who just out of the blue is like, I'm out of Atlanta. This this new coach down there is like, we're gonna have a meeting about this. <laughs> Awkward, right? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to talk. Yeah, fuck him. But that said, I'm going to give a fuck that guy to every television personality 
or radio personality that does a challenge of eating a live cicada as we are enduring the 17-year return of Brood X. It's a hackneyed, cliched, stupid, pointless thing. It's a bug. There's other bugs. There's worms. There's toads. What else are you going to eat? Oh, you ate a cicada. How did it go? How did it taste? Get a better act and knock it off. To anyone who does that, I say, fuck that guy. Still haven't seen one yet. You haven't? Well, they're coming no. soon to, to Upper uh, Maryland. Yeah, uh, they've, they've popped in my neck of the woods, and now they emit this ghostly whine from a distance where it's like, and then when you're up close to this, yeah, it's going to be bad. Brace for it. Brace, brace. All right, pal. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you. Bye-bye now. Now that the fun portion of today's podcast is over, how about something serious and maybe semi-nutritious? A little bit of COVID talk, a little COVID roundup. Many of you. Many, 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 many of you said, don't ever stop. Keep it up. You're doing God's work. I'm learning things from you. You're finding things. I don't know where you find them, but thank you for bringing them up. I then go research myself after you mention it, and I'm like, holy shit, how come this is nowhere else? Well, because the state of journalism in today's society is beyond abysmal, and it's beyond an embarrassment. It is an outright threat to our ongoing democracy because it's that bad. Somebody said, basically, journalists are nothing but stenographers for the elite at this point. Whatever the elite opinion is about something, the the modern press corps will go, okay, well, let's write that. And they will go against anybody who dares to question it. But that said, I got this email, despite many of you, most of you saying keep it up. I got this email from Uday Deveni, Deveneni, Deveneni, a very interesting name, Uday, Uday Kiran Deveneni, Deveneni, I think that's right, Steed, see now he's already won me over with that, listener, follower, fan for many years, enjoying your humor, perspective, and commentary, however, your COVID slash mask slash Fauci slash political rants have become white noise, diminishing the elements which make your podcast enjoyable. Please stop. This under the email heading of refocus. Well, I don't keep a tight log of everything I talk about from day to day, week to week on the podcast. It's just loose. I think I go two, three days at a time not talking about this stuff. And then when it accumulates enough for me to do a roundup, I do a roundup. So here we are. Uday, here's the bottom line. I'm putting this at the back of the store, kind of like the dirty uh, magazines at your gift shop at Spencer's Gifts that have a, a little red rope that says you got to be 18 to go back here. It's at the end of the podcast. Just it's over. It's done for you. You can just you're excused. Pretend it's like Catholic Church, and they've already given out the communion. You're done. Goodbye. See you later. Oh, what? I can't say that. You're not Catholic. No, you're right. I'm not. I love Catholics, and I've been to Catholic Church with my in-laws a few times, and I'm like, so you're just, you're just leaving. He's still, talk- he's still talking. There's still stuff going on. There's people, okay, well, you're, you're gone. By the way, you wear a golf shirt and shorts. It's kind of, it's not how we roll.
in the Episcopal Church, but whatever. Okay, so here we go. COVID talk. The Wuhan lab leak theory has suddenly gained a little bit of traction as, well, maybe this virus did come from the lab. Duh, maybe. No one really said for sure they know it came from the lab, but the fact that so many in the media, almost everybody, were quick to attack Trump and quick to attack and even deplatform him, anybody that's like, hey, how do we know this thing didn't come from the lab? Maybe not intentionally, but maybe an oopsie, where it's like, oh shit, it got out. What do we do now? The fact that it's taken a year plus for this to come around is pretty remarkable. Daniel Horowitz on Twitter says, the story of the China virus is not so much that it came from China, but that it turned America into China. Amen on that. My global theory is, yeah, it got out of the lab. No, they didn't mean to do it on purpose. But once it was out and they realized it was going to go all over the world and it was going to be pretty nasty, not sure how nasty, China said, well, we're not fucking taking one for the team. Everyone's going to take one for the team. And so they let, I think, like millions of travelers during the Chinese New Year leave out of Wuhan province, which is a big province in China, all over the world. And they're like, well, everyone's going to get it now. And on top of that, they convinced the World Health Organization and other Western nations to adopt their own, turns out to be ineffective, lockdown policies and authoritarian ways, the likes of which are still being implemented by otherwise sane and civil and Western societies like the UK and Ireland and Canada. Speaking of which, in Canada... They're giving out tickets these days for shaking hands. Get a load of this. How's it going, man? Officer Dietrich, City of Hamilton bylaw. I have you here in violation of the reopening of Ontario Act, gathering with a crowd of more than five people. So that's a pre-written ticket again, just for the record? I had the uh, ticket made up inside when I saw you out here. So what were they doing exactly when I was talking to one of the protesters here? Walking around, getting within three meters. Oh, that's how it is. Well, so if I just talk to someone, that's within two meters? I also watch you shaking their hands. Oh, that's, that's oh, I guess I'm breaking a law there. Okay, you got me there. So Great. this is a ticket. Provincial offense. I, you know, somebody just tweeted, Canada is gone. It really is shocking. Speaking of China, John Cena is begging for China not to cancel him. And cancel his upcoming movie, F9, Fast and the Furious 9. He apparently, in an interview, called Taiwan a country, which many in the international community believe that's exactly what it is. China, though, they look at it like it's a rogue province, that they've got every intention of reeling back into the fold at the first possible moment. He spoke in Mandarin, and it was not... Terrible, I guess, although I don't judge how good people are at Mandarin. He said, I made one mistake. I have to say something very, very, very important now. I love and respect China and Chinese people. I am very, very sorry about my mistake. I apologize. I apologize. I'm very sorry. You must understand that I really, really love and respect China and the Chinese people. My apologies. See you, said John Cena. 
even Keith Olbermann ripped him on Twitter saying, embarrassing. <laughs> when you're on the wrong side of Keith Olbermann, whoo, whoo boy. It did look like a hostage video. This is how China is winning. Sheer size and money. Just like the NBA. The money is too damn rich to not want to suckle from the teat of it. And so a movie comes out and he says one wrong thing and he's worried about them not showing the movie at all in any Chinese markets, which would be a massive hit to the studio, the actors, and everything. And he's groveling on camera saying, I'm very, very, very sorry. I apologize. I apologize. We're, we're living in crazy town right now. Study from the biology department, University of Louisville. Authors Damon Guerra and Daniel J. Guerra. Mask mandate and use efficacy in state-level COVID-19 containment. So in other words, they looked at the data and they said, well, did they work, these mandates? You're not going to believe this. The answer is no. I know, it's crazy. It's the first ecological study of mask mandates statewide that included winter data as well. Their conclusion was case growth was independent of mandates at both low and high rates of community spread, and mask use did not predict case growth during the summer or the fall-slash-winter waves. So you can claim they work based on a mannequin study, but when it comes to, well, do the mandates actually work? Well, people aren't adhering to them. They're not wearing their mask. Well, then the mandates don't work. You shouldn't have them. Another study in the Lancet, well-respected magazine, or not magazine, well-respected medical journal, about the ARR of vaccines. What is the ARR? It's the absolute risk reduction of the COVID-19 vaccines. Now, the vaccines are touted in most headlines and stories as 95 to even 99% effective. That, though, is the RRR, or the relative risk reduction. The ARR is about how likely you are to get COVID-19, and then how likely you are to show symptoms, and then how likely you are after that to receive timely and effective treatment that wards off any serious outcomes, and then... At the end of all that, what is your likelihood of actually, you know, having a negative outcome, being in the hospital, dying from it? Care to guess the ARR, the absolute relative risk reduction or absolute risk reduction of the vaccines? 1.2% for Johnson & Johnson and Moderna and 0.84% for Pfizer. Now, don't call me an anti-vaxxer. I think this vaccine is absolutely worthwhile for people over 50, maybe over 60, and or certainly over 60, but maybe over 50, and with compromised immune systems or people that just want the extra comfort of, hey, this is not a bad thing to have. But below that, I just, knowing the numbers, I don't know how you can actually argue for it. But people forget, they're like, oh, this is great. I've already got a, you know, this vaccine, 95, 99% effective. You're only knocking your real risk reduction down by a percent, basically, because there's a good chance, especially as this thing simmers down and becomes just a low-level endemic virus, there's there's going to be less chance you ever even get it 
per se. But it was interesting to know the difference, and I had never seen that before, of RRR, or relative risk reduction, versus ARR. So again, not saying don't get it. Get it if you want it. Get it if you need it. But just know the numbers. Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer has done it again. Rules? Oh, yeah. Well, those are for you little people, not me. She apparently violated the utterly arbitrary and stupid six-people-per-table rule at a restaurant, took a picture because it's got to go on social, and it went viral, and people were like, hey, wait a minute. Well, one day after doing that, guess what? They got rid of the rule. All right. Problem solved. Science! Dateline Sweden, they've stopped using PCR tests for the very reason that good scientists have known for now 15 months. They're not a good tool for this particular virus. They found that RNA from viruses can be detected for months and months after infection, including viruses that are not COVID-19 that end up triggering a positive test. Sweden said the PCR is no longer fit for the purpose of the pandemic. I guess 15 months late is better than never. Mask mandates are falling. I was in my grocery store today and noticed that good 50% of the workers had no masks on. I was very happy to see that. I was seeing more and more customers without masks. I was happy to see that. But somebody tweeted that their son works at Target and that apparently the store director told employees they are no longer required to wear masks whether they're vaccinated or not, and the HR department said they're not allowed to ask either if you've been vaccinated. Good. This is good. Changing gears from the You Can't Make It Up file, drive-by shooting during George Floyd anniversary rally? Oh. My. God. Videos of this at the scene. It was at George Floyd Square. Murders have apparently doubled in Minneapolis since the George Floyd incident last year and the whole defund the police movement. Oh my God, there's a drive-by shooting. Call the police. I mean, call the social workers. Remember the husband and wife in St. Louis who stood on their porch as a peaceful protest, smashed a gate on on their private driveway and then gathered outside their home? You know, peacefully, of course. They'd never hurt anybody, that crowd. And the husband and wife had guns. He had an AR-15. She had a pistol. Well, the guy's name is Mark McCloskey, and guess what? He's now running for Senate. He has an ad with him holding the gun in his pink shirt, saying the mob came from my family, and I grabbed my gun and stood my ground. I'm now running for Senate. He's apparently up for Republican Roy Blunt's seat, who is retiring. It's supposedly a very crowded race and is apparently one of the seats that is most likely to flip this coming election cycle. And then finally this, not COVID, not crime-related. Prince Harry's going to have some walking back to do of a claim he never got to ride a bike with his dad back in the day. The Duke of Sussex, in an interview, said one of the great things about now being out of the royal family and without those duties was that, hey, he can go put his son on the back of his bike and go for a ride, something he said he never got to do. When he was growing up, a poor, oppressed royal. Well, guess what the internet quickly did? They found photos of Prince Harry on the back of his dad's bike. Old P. 
Prince Charles. Yes, Prince Charles with his bald spot and a bicycle. And one of the royal kids riding along on a countryside road. Now, it's possible he was too young to truly remember. It's possible that he meant to say, well, I might have done it once or twice, but we didn't do it a lot. I I didn't say I never really did it, but still. Or he just knew he was lying and thought, how are they going to catch? Oh, wait, what? There's photos? Oh, well, okay. A little bit of a fudge there. All right, that ought to do it for today. Thank you so much for listening. Tomorrow, it's for subscribers only. You want to be a subscriber? You'll get Solly and Scott every week. As I drive my van out to their driveway, out to Scott's driveway, we recreate the old magic of the old show on the old Team 980 for one hour a week. People are saying it's great. They, they say it's like the classic formula Coca-Cola they have longed for now for quite a while. So if you want to do that, go to Zabe.com slash premium. You can subscribe for a full year, which is only $60. Actually, it's 55 and change, I think. I give you 12 months for the price of 11 when you sign up for a year, or if you just want to sign up month to month, five bucks a month. You'll still get everything else, but you'll get the special episode every week, which is now Scott and Solly once a week. So that will be tomorrow, gas availability and schedule permitting. Actually, there's plenty of gas, and I've got nothing on my schedule. Anyhow, thanks for listening. Tell a couple friends about the Zabecast. Rate and review. Have yourself a bang-up Wednesday, and we will see you tomorrow. With baseball in full swing and the NBA playoffs off to a hot start, you can make each and every series matter by having a little bit of something-something in the game with mybookie.ag. Regardless of whether you're betting favorites or underdogs, player prop bets, or just looking to make some cash, MyBookie gives you tons of options to make all your favorite matches a hell of a lot more exciting. And if you're looking to bet for the first time but don't know what to bet on, we're here to help point you in the right direction. For example, say you see an NBA series in which the team that had been favored is suddenly down 0-1. But you know they're the better team. You know they're going to come back. But suddenly, the series price is a whole lot more attractive now that they're down 0-1. Well, go to mybookie.ag, fire in on that one, and make some sweet coin if it comes home. And if it doesn't, guess what? There's more NBA playoffs to come and football after that. Go to mybookie.ag, sign up now, and use promo code ZABE to get your first deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Let them know we sent you. Use our promo code ZABE to get that free deposit bonus and start your day off with a win. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie.